It's your Kali. What's up? The following program was brought to you by Yolo Kali. Keeping it weird since 1997. Oh. Who's that? Who are you? You're not allowed to be in here. Hey, yo, somebody get their grandma. Huh? Ah! Now nah, you gotta do it like this. What's Up is back with another two hours of fully youth-produced content, tapping into the matters and concerns of youth in Chicago. As well as all the crazy, wacky, tea-sipping, gossip-spilling, weird shenanigans that we, youth, get up to. Listen to your own risk, because your mind might explode. The chances are low, but never zero. So strap in, and let's get into the show! Hello, everybody. You're listening to What's Up on WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin' Radio, broadcasting virtually from the comfort of our homes. My name is Emmanuel. August. Kayla. And this is our Pitchfork 2022 recap show. Hey, so. What's up? Before we get into all the juice and all the tea, we quickly want to introduce for those that aren't aware of what Pitchfork Festival is. So if you're unfamiliar, Pitchfork Media puts together an annual music festival in Chicago. And this year they partnered with DoorDash for a second year in a row to present a series of conversations and interviews with artists that were featured in this year's lineup for Pitchfork Music Festival. The Backstage Dash Pass was a section of the festival where the Dash Pass members had an opportunity to exclusively watch artists in conversation with Pitchfork editors on the new stage, of which Yolo Kali was invited by the Pitchfork Media radio host and coordinator of the Backstage Conversations, Elia, for an exclusive interview with Chicago artist Kaina. So in today's show, we'll be having a conversation on everything from the music sets to the backstage interviews to vendors, food, and our overall experience with the entire festival. So to start, I just want to have a quick conversation with y'all about our experience leading up to the festival. So what was it like getting the invite? When I was told about interviewing Kaina, you know, like I got really excited because I think she's really cool. She's an amazing artist and she's from Chicago too. So I just thought that was really cool just to um, get a perspective and I wanted to like ask questions, you know, like just to get like a youth perspective of different things. So that was nice. For real. I really liked that interview too. I think y'all had really good chemistry there. I was invited probably the same day you were invited, Emmy. And dang, I probably would have never gone if uh, if it wasn't free so <laughs> yeah, yeah we we got our invite um because yolokali received some free tickets to pitchfork fest because we are part of the yolokali youth media team and we were asked to cover the event so we got in for free yeah it was really cool because i never ever been to pitchfork and that was the first time so it was really cool to be with all of you guys yeah same this is my first time same 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 have y'all like seen the lineup before in past years and been like ooh, or like is it was it just because we got it in for free that it was like ooh, that lineup's looking pretty good to me <laughs> <laughs> Nah, they had some good lineups before i remember they had erica badu uh-huh last year that oh, um, was a good lineup and then 2022 the only person I remember seeing on that lineup that really excited me was Sophie, but and unfortunately that peace. was 2020. And so, yeah, yeah, they had to end up canceling that. No, so. I never looked at any lineup for Pitchfork ever until this year. <laughs> but you like, you like going to shows though, right? Like, yeah, I do. And I like going to like festivals too. So I thought this was cool to like, just, you know, get a new experience at a festival I'd never been to ever before. So it was nice. Sure, sure. And so what was y'all's prep? ritual and routine like you know mentally physically what was it like prepping for the fest for real you oh you go you always got to make sure your water situation is covered mm-hmm. you got you got cash on you you got your wallet keys got phone, your venture card mm-hmm. venture card in case stuff goes sideways you know and for me i just got to make sure i eat beforehand because i know myself like when i'm out at like especially at a festival like in the moment like, I'm literally not going to eat or I'm not going to, like, drink as much as I should because I'm, like, just too caught up in what's happening in front of me. So I always make sure to eat beforehand so that way I just, like, don't pass out or nothing. No, for me. True. Festivals is, is always, like, um you know, a little toe or, like, a fanny pack situation. 
Not no big book bag. It's even though August, you did bring. Yeah, I did. You brought your, they ain't checking your military no backpack. You brought your. You were prepared for the apocalypse. It had like five bags inside the bag, you know. Yeah, I don't know how you carried that. I felt like I would have been like so annoyed with carrying a heavy book bag all day. Yeah, I felt oh, like no. Goku with those weights. <laughs> and I accidentally brought my tote with that had my laptop in it all day, and so I was stuck with the weight of my Mac. Mm. Like, all Which day? day? The Saturday? Yeah, that was Saturday. I was literally in like... <laughs> when we walk in with of, Cupcake? The, no, for real. Yeah, I was like, you know, jumping in Cupcake and like just carrying this heavy bag on my shoulder. And even at the end of that night, when it was in the middle of the sea of people there for Mitski, I was just there holding as tightly as I could to my bag. For real, trying to not let it go or anything. No, for sure. Yeah, these people... I do not trust these people, especially since I was like alone. I The people that I knew that were in that crowd, they were like so far from me so i just had to rely on um on myself and my elbows and then finally what was the interview prep like kayla Mm, it was actually pretty fun because i felt like i studied her music and i was listening to it like every single day ever since i found out like i was invited um i was listening to her music every single day Um, i was trying to get a vibe of who she was and i definitely think when i like prepped with you guys it really helped me because i don't know i was just nervous and like didn't know what to expect i was still nervous up until like the very second of the interview even during the interview but i definitely think just um doing my own research and looking at interviews and listening to music and especially looking at the music videos i felt like i got a vibe of who she was and like you know her character which made me feel like more comfortable to like you know talk to her and stuff yeah for sure i think that like the only things that i had known from her aside of listening to some of her songs was like she did this record signing at sugar records semi recently for her new um her new lp And also just like her TikToks, you know, her TikTok is where she definitely, her personality comes across the most vibrant. Uh, You can definitely like, if you're a fan or just want to get to know like an insight on who really is Gaina, I think TikTok's a great platform to get to know a little bit more about that Chicago artist. Yeah, that was cool to check out too, especially on Instagram, because you see like, she tags a lot of like local artists or like her friends that are from Chicago. And I thought that was cool, you know, to like see the other artists in her life and stuff. Yeah. And like the fact that she was collabing with these people, like that's so cool of her to like uplift her own community like that. Support local artists. All right. Well, without further ado, let's take a listen to some of Kayla's interview with Gaina. And then we'll be right back to talk a little bit more about that interview. So enjoy. producer and all-around creative. Uh, she's a fashion baddie, curl hair queen, and reps the Chicago Latinx community like no other. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. So to start off right away, um, how are you feeling officially being at Pitchfork and for your performance mañana? Is there anything you can share with us about it? Any hot, juicy exclusives? You have to come watch tomorrow. <laughs> 2.30, green stage. Um, I'm feeling really excited, though. Um, in previous years, I played with my good friends, Lala Lala and Namdi, who's here somewhere. And I'm excited to play my own set. And maybe I'll have a special guest. I don't know yet. <laughs> oh, okay, for sure. Exciting. I'll be there. Um, yeah. I like I like a little secret. I'll be there. So. Um, and how do you manifest your energy on stage? Do you still get nervous when performing to a crowd or excited or both? Um, I definitely get a little bit nervous right before playing, but um, I don't know. I, I think like performing on stage is my favorite part of music because you're kind of doing it together with the audience. I think sometimes people think it's just the artist, and sometimes it is, but for me personally, I'm, I feel like I'm trying to read the vibe of an audience member and trying to like give them whatever they need, so it feels really collaborative for me in that sense. That is so beautiful, especially to hear your perspective on it as an artist, because like, I know when I go to concerts or like different things like that, like I love feeling the energy that's like there and how I feel when, you know, artists like you were up on stage. So. Thank you. Um, and let's get right into it with this question. Do you have any specific hair care routine you use to keep the curls popping, as you always do during your shows or just for every day? Um, I try my best to wash it well when I do and then I think like today it's way too humid for the curls so I tried to put it up and uh, 
I don't, I feel like every person with curly hair is still trying to figure it out every single time, but I, I'm almost there. <laughs> it looks beautiful, Thank and I'm you. excited to see you here tomorrow. Thank you, I'm excited too. And um, how did you get into the local art scene? We see you continuously support amazing and talented local Chicago artists and other local artists from other places. Um, so yeah, I was born and raised in Chicago, and I primarily was part of this group called The Happiness Club for 10 years, and uh, yeah, it changed my life. One day, this music teacher came with a flyer to audition for it. It was so random, and I just went, and my friends and I went to audition and got in. Um, but yeah, this youth group taught me everything about writing and putting on a show. It's like kids from all over Chicago from the ages of like 8 to 20 putting a show together, writing songs, creating dances. And now that I'm older, I'm realizing that that group taught me everything about what I know now. Really cool, and you know, using your skills and your like, especially you're really talented. So you know, that's so beautiful to see how like plays out. How has living with two different cultures and backgrounds impacted your perspective and experience as an artist and through musical influences? So, for example, also breaking the social and cultural norms for yourself when pursuing art as a career. Um, it's a little bit difficult. I would say my first album, Next to the Sun, was very much about grappling with the duality of being first gen in the US, kind of realizing my position and what I go through on a daily basis. And then um, this new album, It Was a Home, is kind of like what happens after that. I think we're always going to be figuring out our identities forever. But um, for me, it was like figuring out what it feels like to be a first-gen Latina, being a young girl and growing up and going through the emotion of that. What happens after? Who am I after? So I would say that my uh, latest album, It Was a Home, is about what comes after that. What kind of home and what kind of community do I build for myself knowing where I come from and what do I get to make out of myself? Continuing along the conversation with your album, It Was a Home, did you have any challenges when trying to bring that all together from what you just said? Um, a little bit. It, it was mostly challenging because I wrote it during the pandemic, and so I think it's just like grappling with all of those feelings. It was a really hard album for me to make just to do it in the pandemic, but um, I kind of feel like it's a release of emotions from that moment. Yo, what's up? We're back, and we're listening to What's Up on WLPN LP, Chicago 105.5 FM, Lumpin' Radio. That was a dope interview with Kaina from our very own Kayla. Kayla, we gotta know. The public's gotta know. They're clamoring at the doors, trying to figure out what it was like to meet Kaina. So give us the scoop. Uh, it was actually really exciting. It was also nerve-wracking too, just because I was like super anxious to like, you know, talk to her. I kept thinking like, oh my God, like I can't believe like I'm, you know, I get the opportunity to speak with her. And there was also like people in the crowd too, and that was just making me a little nervous. But um, overall, it was actually super cool, super chill. She's literally like any other person. She's an amazing artist. And I just loved talking to her because my favorite part of the interview was when she was talking about her friends, especially you know her artist friends and the way she talks about how talented they are and how it's not just about like her journey in music it's also everybody else who grows with her and I thought that was so beautiful like to hear because that's like super true especially like you know starting out in the Chicago art scene and stuff like that like the more people you know the more connections you make and the you know everybody could create together and that was really beautiful so yeah and also something else that I really liked to learn about her was that she talked about different art forms that she would like to tap into like photography and i thought that was cool because i like photography too so it was just it was cool to hear from her like even though she like does music and she creates stuff it was nice to hear another creative outlet that she would like to try out on her own time yeah and so when we got there i actually was so surprised i think the whole team like side note i was really sad because the same exact time when the conversation with you and Kaina was happening, there was a performance by another artist, Yuli, that I really was like dying to see. So I got to get like a little bit of that performance, but I had to leave early and like I ran to the the backstage area to like not miss your interview. And like upon walking through the entrance of that backstage area, literally like I passed this like person in this like vibrant, colorful outfit and I'm like, 
girl and she was literally standing outside chilling with her friends and like talking with people or just like in the area where like we are literally watching her and i thought that was so dope that i think throughout the night we saw a good two or three artists actually that were performing in pitchfork just roaming around with their friends and listening to the music so that was crazy for one but we entered the backstage area was so dope it was this really cute grassy area with these nice carpets, these rugs, these little tables and chairs. It was set up real cute. There was some like disco balls hanging on the trees. Um, and somehow like towards the end of the night of the weekend, like there was less. And I don't yeah. know like who was stealing those. Nah, one, they kept falling <laughs> off. Like one just fell off into my pocket and everything. I don't know. I don't know where those ended up going. They should really send the bill to like whoever took those. Um, but we got there and 10, 15 minutes before your interview, I remember they pulled you aside, Kayla, and you actually got to go before the interview backstage with Gaina and y'all had like a cute little conversation. Could you give us a little bit of tea on what that was about and what was it like meeting her, you know, aside from the interview and like person to person? Yeah, of course. So actually, I remember right before they took me backstage, I remember seeing Kaina in like her vibrant outfit. And I was like, oh my God, that's Kaina, you know, like I was like all nervous. But then they ended up taking me back there and they introduced me to her and she was actually really sweet. Like I feel like talking to her for that little bit of time made me less nervous to interview her just because, well, first of all, she complimented my nails <laughs> um, and then we took a picture of our nails um, and she had beautiful nails too. And we were just talking about that. She told me that she gets her because I, I complimented her earrings and she was telling me that it was from a Chicago artist and she gets it from like these art vendors that she goes to and stuff and I thought that was super cool because literally like I was when I was researching her and stuff like that like I had seen that she supports a lot of um, local artists I thought that was cool and yeah we were just kind of talking about art and like art events and stuff like that so it was a super short conversation oh and then she did tell me that her favorite color was black which i thought was so <laughs> it surprised me because she's literally wearing like a vibrant colorful outfit so that was that was cool to learn but yeah i love that like it was a moment of like artists recognized artists y'all got to bond in that that's so mm -hmm. cute and she even reposted your nails on her Instagram. Yes. I that. I that. Yeah. My nail tech was so happy. <laughs> I'm sure. Yo, your nails were amazing, though. I, I got to admit. Thank you. Shout out to Mary Jane Nails, for real. <laughs> I love yeah. her. She always does me good, for real. What's up, season 20, episode one? <laughs> Plug. She's doing good. Business is booming for you, Mary. Mary. Miss Mary Nails. Just a quick mention. I, I really like. There was like 10 of us deep, right? Just watching, just watching you interview. Oh yeah. We, the we were whole deep. Yolo crew really like came out just to see. What I really loved is that front row there. It was like a semi large area, outdoor area, right? Like there was a good, like hundred people, hundred, 200 people there, but literally the whole like front about three, 3,000, I think um, <laughs> we're in the audience there. But um, the whole front, like chunk of those people was like all of the YOLO people there for you. And then right next to us was like all of Gaina's people there for her. And like, we were both <laughs> so loud throughout the interview. I love that and like, being able to see that. Yeah, I love that too. That's so cute. Um, even though like when I took like one quick glance at the crowd and then I turned my head, <laughs> I just looked at her the whole time. And so throughout your interview, is there like a specific question that surprised you or that like really moved you? Well, like I mentioned earlier, the photography one really, well, her answer that she would like to tap into photography and document things like, you know, the people in her life, artists that she loves. I don't think there was anything that would like surprise me or shock me, but I really liked her feedback on my question about how it was like, you know, breaking gender norms as a Latinx woman. And I just thought that was very beautiful in a way, kind of giving hope to like, you know younger artists and younger generations who want to create art and want to pursue things and you know they might not have you know the most stable resources and different stuff like that so i just thought that was really cool to hear her experience and how you know coming together to try to create art especially during the pandemic because you know like she mentioned and, and shared that you know during the pandemic was a hard time for her too and you know hearing that from an artist like gaina and who's very talented and you know spends a lot of time on her stuff that was just very encouraging especially you know i hope for other musicians and stuff to keep going and creating art even in like the most random times because nobody expected like 
the pandemic to happen, you know, kind of probably discouraged many people. So it was cool to see how beautiful her new record came out to be and the meanings behind it and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. I know it's like really focused on the idea of home and everything. Is that something that resonated with you? Yeah, I think so. Just because, you know, home could be so many things to so many people. Like, it could be the people that you surround yourself with, the music you listen to, the places you go to. And that's really what I like about her new record. Especially kind of like tapping into the past and like the person that you used to be and the person you grew up to be. For real. We're actually, we're actually going to play some, play some right now off that new album. Uh, let's go ahead with Kaina's Apple. Take it away, boys. My name is August Avatang. I'm Jada. Jada? Jada, yeah. Nice to meet you. Uh, are you from Chicago? I am. Oh, where are you from? I'm from Hyde Park. Oh, there's, there's but no... I live in Wrigley now. Okay, okay. Um, did you come here yesterday? I did, after work. Who'd you see? Her name was Amber Mark, but I had never seen her before. Like, I'm a new fan because I saw her yesterday. She was really cool. That's cool. Who, who are you excited to see this year? <laughs> but I love her. She's an awesome rapper. But I'm kind of just here exploring. There's like no one really like I have to see. Maybe the roots on Sunday for sure. Definitely. But like other than that, I'm just wandering. <laughs> if you could pick like one band or musician like to see, who would that be? Um, that's hard. Uh, I think I would love to see. It's not a band, but Rico Nasty. She was here before a couple years ago, but I would love to see her here again. So, yeah. Respectable, respectable. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jada. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Hey, what's up, y'all? Uh, I'm August Abitang. It's very nice to meet y'all. What's your names? I'm Alejandra. Michaela. Alejandra and Michaela. It's very nice to meet y'all. You too. Did y'all come here yesterday? Uh, no, today. today. Not yet today. Who'd, who'd y'all see so far? Cupcake. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how was the show? Oh, it was, it was amazing. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah, she put on a dope set right yeah. there. Yeah. Who, who are y'all excited to see now? Mitski. Oh, Mitski. Mitski fans? Yeah. And Japanese breakfast. Yeah. Japanese breakfast. And Mitski yes. Yeah. That's what's up. You picked a good day for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited. I got a question for y'all. All right, if you could pick any artist like, to come here and perform, who would you want to see? I mean, Mitski's already here, sure. so. Do you think Bea would be like a good Yeah. Biba Dubi. <laughs> I, I agree with that one. Yes, yeah. she, was, she yeah. would be really good here. Yeah, I love her so much. It's like her vibe too. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's what's yeah. up. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Hi, it's very nice to meet you. My name is August Abate. I'm Zar. Zar. Zar? I'm Olivia. Olivia, very nice to meet y'all. Did y'all come here yesterday? No, this is our first day. We, yeah, it's our first day. So. Who'd y'all see? We, uh, so I wanted to come for Cupcake, and we were coming in right as she was playing Deep Throat, her most popular song and her best song. And I, we were like getting our bags checked, and I was like hearing, I was like, oh my god, this is like, I'm like trying to. And so by the time we got in, the song was over. But we caught the end of her set, and now we're just here chilling. Yeah, we're, I think Cupcake was like our main person we wanted to see today and we're just gonna like walk around and chill for the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah. That's fair, that's fair. Form is like, yeah, like bring someone in here from, like that you want to see. Who would you want to see? Rico Nasty, for sure. Doja Cat. Just like, yeah, Rico Nasty, Doja Cat, for sure, yeah. How about you, Olivia? Um, I think I would probably want to see, um, very hard. Um, I'm not sure if I would her name. It's Dual Sela. Dua Sela. I would want to see her live. That's so amazing. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Thank you all so much for your time. Yeah, of course. Hi, my name is August Abitang. I'm here with... Rael. JL. Tayo. That was perfect. <laughs> um, did y'all come here yesterday? Yeah. 
No, no. I too much. Oh, I did? Yeah. 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 We went to see Tierra Wack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did y'all, who'd y'all see today? Um, we seen Cupcake, we seen the Lindas. Linda, yeah, Linda. Uh, what y'all think of the performances so far? Really good. Yeah, I love Linda Linda. Now I'm gonna go like download their whole album. Yeah. yeah. Cupcake was really good. I've been like waiting to see her for like two years. So I was like really excited to see her. So, some Chicago love. Alright, I got a question for y'all. If y'all could see any artist here at Pitchfork, who would you want to see? Like any, any. Dead or alive too, why not? Tyler. Tyler? I saw him um, twice already too. <laughs> I'd love to see Blood Orange. Oh, yeah. That's a good line. Oh, that be good. Yeah. Um, I think I would like to see Arm and Hammer because I've seen them perform again. I think that'd be nice. Alright, well, I think that's it for the interview. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name is August Avatang. I'm here with Rachel Kaiser. Yeah. And I'm Jeff. Jeff yeah. Rucker. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> Okay, okay. Very nice to meet y'all. Who, who y'all waiting here for? Well, we just got to see the Linda Lindas. We love, we're big, huge fans of Linda Lindas. Yeah. Your shirt. Yes. We've been following. I mean, I've been following them for well since as long as they have been a band. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So That's love cool. them. I love to see this. I love to see them at this festival. We saw them in Bloomington this week. We saw. I've seen them in LA many times. Oh, wow. They're yeah. phenomenal. I've seen them in LA as well. They're really good. Oh, right, so. Right. Yeah. They're getting, what? Yeah. What do you? What draws you to this band so so much? Uh, I've worked with a couple of the girls actually. Oh. So I worked with Bella primarily uh, for like the last decade. So it's been really a lot of fun. But but yeah. But also their style of music is incredible. Yeah. Like I've seen th their musicianship has um, has increased tenfold. Like they're just they're talented. But also these girls work so hard, which is so amazing to see. You know, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, look at their ages for crying out loud. <laughs> and they work their little butts off and just to watch the musicianship increase over the years has been amazing and they've gotten some great opportunities with Bikini Kill and Best Coast and a whole bunch of different bands it's been phenomenal to see because they deserve it and they're good kids that's the other thing they're good kids their character is strong so that's what I love to see you know they, they represent music in a great way with good character but also with like the stellar they have really great families as well, so that's something that I've, I've liked about them as well. They have a great support group. Uh, Bella's mom was here just a few moments ago, and she's traveling. Her dad is coming into town, so it's just great. They're traveling all over the world, and I'm proud of them. Every time they perform, they get better and better, so it's just a great experience with this group. Great group of girls. Very, very good. So yeah. Thank you all so much for sharing. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Great to meet you. Great to meet you, too. <laughs> All right, we're here um, at Pitchfork Music Fest. Uh, who am I here with? Naomi. And uh, what are you doing here? Um, I'm here at Pitchfork. Yolo gave me free tickets. Awesome. T tell me about that. Like, what was that like? It was great. I'm happy. I was able to come as an intern with the with the radio group. They were doing interviews. And I got to see three shows. For sure. Who are you most excited to see here? Mitski. Mitski, why? Um, I just love her. I'm a huge fan. What's fierce about her? She's a sad girl, but she doesn't call herself a sad girl. So I think that's nice. And uh, she performed yesterday, right? What was that like? What was it like seeing that? It was great. I love the way she dances on stage. Mm -hmm. The crowd was packed. Literally no room to breathe. Airtight, sealed. COVID did not exist in that moment. <laughs> you were in the front? I was, I was near the front, yeah. It was really hard to get through. Apparently everybody had a sister on the other side of the crowd trying to push through. Um, oh, so, oh yeah. that my sister's over definitely... there. I need a, I need a, exactly, my, exactly. my grandmother's uncle's nephew yes, is exactly. in the front. You need to take care of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, were you there in the crowd alone? I was with my friend Melissa, who's a student at YOLO. She's also with the radio program. Mm -hmm. uh, how's the food been? The food was so expensive. Oh, oh my gosh. But I still bought it, so oh. I can't really complain. <laughs> what do you recommend? I really like the cheese curds. Oh. Good. You've been living off of cheese curds for three days straight? The entire festival, that's all I woke up to eat, oh, yes. Okay. I love that. Mm -hmm. Eat, breathe, drink cheese curds. Yes, for three days straight. Um, and the vending, there's so many vendors here. We yes. have everything from photo, photo booths, vinyl, jewelry, you mm -hmm. name it. They got it. How's that been like? Um, it was really cool. I got my aura taken. Ooh, what was that like? Super cute. Um, it was a way quicker process than I originally expected. And the photo came out cute. 
What colors did you get? Um, I think I got the whole rainbow, kind of. No, I got orange. I got every color. Yeah, no. Yeah. I got like orange and yellow on the side of me, and then I had like blues and greens above me. Mm, and what does that mean? I have, I can't really remember off the top of my head, but I think it just means happy in general. Oh, it means you're a petty bee. Period. There you go. What's an act you haven't liked? An act that I didn't like. I don't think there was any act that I didn't want to go see. If I didn't recognize anybody on the set list, I just didn't go see them. Have you ever like read Pitchfork Media before this festival? No, no, and I don't know. I, it hit me that this is a Pitchfork music festival, you know? So like, I forgot Pitchfork was like an actual like article and like magazine. <laughs> um, so I felt like a poser amongst the Pitchfork readers. Mm -hmm. Do you read now? Absolutely not. Oh, no. <laughs> did it? Did at any point you were inspired to read? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, will you be attending next year's Pitchfork? Uh, yeah, if I'm still with YOLO. If you still get free tickets. Free ticket, yeah. Good to know. All right. Oh, yeah. Who do you want to be on the Dream Pitchfork 2023 set list? Um, honestly, whoever I cannot afford to go see on my own. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. And who is that? Well, lately we've been talking about Lady Gaga and her tickets are hella expensive. I don't think Lady Gaga would That's ever exactly. go to Pitchfork. I was just thinking that. I was like, all the people who I can't afford to go see, they would not perform at Pitchfork yeah, no. for whatever reason. No. But I do want to see Cupcake perform at a later time ah, on ah. a bigger stage. Oh no, yeah. We definitely need to talk about that on our Hell radio yeah. show, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think Alex, YOLO, uh, Mr. Two Weeks Notice. Oh, there you go. Yes. I think he said it best. He said, uh, this year's Pitchfork is next year's Lala. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Does that so check does out to you? I think so. All right. Yeah. So we're expecting underground artists. I'm hoping Cupcake gets her recognition. Flowers, yeah. yeah. Well, she's played Lala, I think, before. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I want to see her So she uh, took a step back. All right. Oh, yeah. Good to know. Uh, final thoughts about Pitchfork. It's been fun so far. I'm really excited to see the roots later today. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much, Nayeli. It's been a thank pleasure speaking you. with you. Thank Have fun, be safe. Thank Take you. care, bye. Hi, we're back, and you're listening to What's Up on WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio, broadcasting virtually from the comfort of our homes. And this is Kayla. August and Emmanuel. And we're going to talk a little bit about the festival. So, what acts were you guys looking forward to? Cupcake, 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 hands down. That's who I was there to see. That's the woman of the night, or I should say the morning, because they did my girl dirty. They had her uh, early in the early. morning. Not the they did do her dirty. I was expecting her to have her do it at like evening, you know? And everyone's complaint was that they put her way too early. Like, I don't understand what that was about. She's definitely like a late evening, nighttime kind of girl, you know? I did also want to see Tara Whack, but sadly I wasn't able to make the Friday Pitchfork lineup. Uh, I only did Saturday and Sunday. But originally they were like switched out. I think Tara was on Saturday and then Cupcake was on Friday. And so I was like, I wonder if that switch up has anything to do with it. Or if she just chose to be in the morning. Either way, I feel like if they gave her afternoon crowd, it definitely like it could have been much crazier um, and more times. crowd participation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I thought so too, because when we showed up and I didn't see that many people like going rowdy for Cupcake, I'm like, come on now, guys. Cupcake's right in front of you guys. I mean, right? yeah, moaning so groaning. Yeah, mm -hmm. I need it. Oh. I need it all. How often does she do shows in Chicago? Or is that like a rare thing? I think the last one she did was for Pride like a yeah. month ago. Oh, and before that, I, I don't know when's the last time she performed. Right. I know she's always in like downtown Chicago, just wandering about. And I'm always like, I see her on Instagram like 10 minutes ago in downtown. And I'm like, oh, I was just there. Like, I, I'm waiting for the day that I run into her just like casually in downtown. Like the girl with like the 30 inch pink wig and like the <laughs> unicorn boots. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the day. For How real? do you think you react? Oh, sorry. I'd scream. I, I think I'd moan. I'd like, ah! <laughs> and I like so badly wanted to like just run into her in Pitchfork and if I had like one question like just I could only ask her for one thing I'd probably have her like moan the word Yolokali 
You're real as hell. That's so like, random. That's a real, that's like a drop in for the radio show. Just like we need that. <laughs> oh, that would be sick. Yeah. What did you think of her of her set? We Yo. literally got to Pitchfork the minute she started. Like we were scanning oh, our tickets and she had just started. We. Ran. I was so glad we made it on time. Like at least like right then and there, you know. Yeah, I'm grateful. I honestly, I have I have never listened to a cupcake song other than Detroit. So I I was very um I was very happy to be there. Yeah, I was, I was happy taking a back. <laughs> I knew what she was about, like, you know, that one song will tell you everything you need to know. But yeah, she's a very good lyricist. I'm gonna put it hands down, she's very creative. She is um, probably the best writer like of our time. And I she's think so. really not given her props. Like the way that she speaks on things that others are, but like in a way that's articulated in such like a figurative and like mm -hmm. master the way her brain works is just like magical. The metaphors scary. are like master. Seriously. Master yeah. She's amazing. I love her. I was just so happy during her set. I was in a good mood. I was I was feeling everything. So yeah, it definitely the vibe of her set is very much like feel good, feel good literally, you know. Yeah, it was real good. <laughs> and she ended off her set with having the entire crowd at Pitchfork moaning with her. Yep. Um, that's all my brother kept repeating to me all weekend. He just kept repeating the video of her being like, "Come on, y'all, faster, harder." Just <laughs> <laughs> like having the whole crowd moaning with her. Iconic. What a power move. Truly, truly. Yeah. Who else? Who else did y'all see? The headliner that day was Mitski. Which yeah. I thought of that show. Uh, Mitski was cool. Um, never in my life did I ever think I would see Mitski. I don't listen to Mitski a lot. But she's cool. She's talented. She's beautiful. It was like such a empowering and beautiful experience. Just seeing her like up there perform. I thought it was cool that she was doing like this dance on stage. I think it's like a traditional dance, like a Japanese type of dance. And that was that was beautiful. I loved it. I feel like it added so much like personality and like background into her songs. And that was cool. And literally like the crowd was going crazy for her. It was so beautiful. Yeah, that was actually the first time that I ever like ever heard of Mitski. <laughs> <laughs> like that night seeing her perform was the first time I ever like thing that was my intro to Mitski and like it was such like a theatrical experience I don't even know how else to describe it because like the lighting was on point her dancing was on point it was it was something to witness for real and I remember being there with you Kayla you had your press pass your photo pass mm -hmm. um yo bougie self was in the front taking the pics <laughs> Um, but I was also with our other YOLO friends, uh, Melissa and Nayeli, but they like made sure to be front row to see Mitski. So they were waiting there for like a good hour and a half or two hours before. Yeah. Um, and I at some point lost them and like was just standing there on my own in the crowd, like <laughs> for the whole hour, just watching that set alone. I know when I photographed, there was like rules by the band, like her band that you cannot like be in the middle taking photos of the pit you can only be on the sides and i thought that was interesting but you know either way it was a cool experience and yeah like i just it was so beautiful to photograph her and her band on stage what was it like being in that like, sea of other photographers in the very like front behind the barrier like all like trying to get a good shot of the same person Honestly, it was interesting because we were all split up. So it's like whatever side you got, like you were stuck with it, you know. The side that I was on, I was on the left side. It was perfectly fine. But it was interesting. Like I kept thinking about it the whole weekend. Like literally, I was the youngest photographer there. Everybody else was older. It was like mainly white photographers and stuff so i thought that was an interesting experience too to like because again i've never ever been to pitchfork so i was like oh this is cool like i want like i was just interested to see like the type of people that go to this festival you know and like especially the photographers and you know what's being covered like in journalism and with photography so that was interesting and an interesting experience so yeah Speaking of those crazy crowds, I remember that. I think Japanese Breakfast had a bit of it too, but definitely, and also No Name, but definitely Mitski that night had a lot of like chaos happening around her in like within the crowd. I remember in my section, there was good like 
three or four times that like medics had to be called because somebody passed out or like you know, whatever it may be. You know, just yeah, I saw that. Crap. That was scary. I think at the no name one, there was like three in it, like in a row, like same song. Like she just kept getting interrupted. She like, <laughs> she's like, yo, are y'all good? Like, what y'all be, what y'all be drinking over there? That song got them going crazy. Yeah, I'm, each other. I'm so happy that like all the artists there when the, when someone passed out, you know, they would stop the show and. Can you know, we get a medic? Yeah, for real. Yeah, I like that a lot. And everyone's like, don't pull a Travis out here, right? Yeah, for real. <laughs> you mentioned Yuli earlier. I remember being oh, there with yeah. you. I remember walking up to the set and one thing about like that I will say about the three different stages it was like the red the green and the blue stage um we were talking about this earlier August how each stage crew looked like they kind of like fit into the theme of the artists that were playing in that stage like I feel like the blue stage had definitely the more underground alternative like even electronic artists and that crew of people was like all like punks and goths, like hardcore looking, like <laughs> like they all looked like they fit into the music aesthetic. But like it did, it seemed like each crew, each stage crew fit into the music that each stage had perfectly. But as for Yuli, I don't know, I kind of like phased out. It was so like, had me in a trance and I, the mm -hmm. way that like the speakers were like, flowing through my body it just like it felt so right and so good and I like honestly for the past like two three weeks have grown like an obsession with them like I act like I just ordered my Yuli LP um I'm ready for it to ship I like I'm obsessed right now I got Glitch Princess that nice. is such a good record the last track on that i haven't even listened to it fully it's like a four hour song and it's great it's so cool to like you always listen to an artist and then go out to their concert but to see somebody live and then be able to go back to like oh these like bits and pieces of like what i was experiencing live like is here on this record and that record like that's such a cool yeah like backwards. i think to me, that's the appeal of Pitchfork. You go there to hear someone new. You mm, go to hear someone mm -hmm. you haven't heard before. Or, yeah, like, yeah, you know? Or that's the same thing with, like, NPR Tiny Desks, too. Like, you get a little snippet of who, who the person is. Oh, for it's sure. It feels a lot more intimate than just, like, a like a Riot Fest or a Rito Fest or, a, of course, a Lala, you know? Like, you, you're going because you already know the artist, you know? No, for yeah. real. And I, I think that also has a lot to do with the crowd that Pitchfork gathers, especially with all these like, you know, suburban white kids. I think they like want to be into this kind of music yeah. that Pitchfork brings. And so like, they'll be, yeah, that, <laughs> that's, that's that. And Alex was saying like, oh, I feel like this year's Pitchfork is next year's La La. Like that's always, always. Like, the cycle of, always, of yeah. artists that are featured. And that's like another interesting take on that. And I feel like there's like another, there's like another layer to that. Like somewhere before then, Pitchfork gets their stuff from somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like where did they hear these artists from? Via like, Right? And before that from What's Up? No. <laughs> <laughs> and, we and we did actually, have Kaina actually before. There you go. We did yeah. actually. If you go back to season three, episode twelve, we featured Kaina <laughs> on the. That would have been crazy, actually. We should get Kaina on the radio show for real, for real. Girl, Again, right? There. Hit up the manager. It'd be like Tyler and Nardwar. They just keep on seeing, you know. They just had. They just could talk a lot. Uh, next one, like, <laughs> and, and the the artist that I feel like gathered the most diverse crowd was Erica the Cassier. I feel like yeah. she, oh yeah, for sure. her set was amazing. Um, her drummer was like insane. It definitely like made that performance for me. Like he he was doing forty different things, um, yeah, trying right. to like keep this 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 set alive and like. I, I appreciate that um but definitely like moving around it was like older younger like just really like diverse crowd that she gathered and even in during her performance she said that it was her first time performing in the states no yeah yeah hey low-key uh i seen her in the crowd for for um earl sweatshirt no oh, way for real yeah her and the drummer they were her. like i know i like low-key i was 
Oh, man. I, I had so the crazy. nerves. Like you can, like, you can, you can walk up to that drummer and like break his finger or something. Like, you can just like end his <laughs> career right there. That's that's insane. You do a little vox pop right there. Oh really? No, bro. Like, yo, what do you, how do you feel about me just breaking your fingers like that? <laughs> <laughs> or just even, hey, could we interview you as a as a fest goer? Just tell us a bit about <laughs> your experience here at Pitchfork. Yo, her set was so good though. I I I listened to the album, her first album, right after, right after that day. Little See, bit. Discover yeah. new artist. Yeah, definitely. Who else? No name. That's yeah, that's no- the reason I went low key. Yeah, no name was really good. Yeah, yeah so I rocked with it. She had, she did have a really good set though. Like it, it felt a lot different from the rest of them. Like it felt like, like a, like a, a very intimate moment, you know. Like I she love was photographing. Oh, she, she had yeah. a great connection with the audience. Uh-huh. Like she, I think she was one of the best with like feeling real intimate and with like how huge her crowd was. It still mm-hmm. felt so like there was a connection there and like. A like sense y'all of, were in the room, right? No, for real. And I remember her saying she was like, "Y'all better be passing around that collection plate because I got oh, I, yeah. I gotta get money for my mortgage." Like it's just <laughs> stuff like that that I feel like makes her so personable as an artist. Shout out to the to the back the backup band too. Like the band elevated the set so much higher. Like comparatively, like Earl Sweatshirt, who I also went for. Like his set, he had a DJ, and I feel like it would have been really cool if he had a backup band too. You know. Yeah, I love when artists have bands. I feel like it brings a performance. Like, it's, like, so alive, you know? And all of them looked so happy on stage. Like, it was just cool, like, to see the way they interacted with the audience and were, like, smiling. Um, I will say, maybe just because these fans were really, like, you know, getting rowdy for No Name and stuff. But I swear, every single person I seen that was, like, barricade was singing along and stuff. So I thought that was so cool to see, like, you know, the, the crowd so alive and, like, just so happy. And, of course, we obviously have to talk about Gaina's performance. She, like, oh looked goodness. lawless to begin yes, with. Her that hair. hair, like, it, we luckily were front row for that performance. So we got to see right, all the details course. in her makeup and her hair. She had, like... A her structured nails. moment with like crystals tied in with her hair it was so bomb to see and then she ended up wearing some like air force ones just i don't know the way that she like matched together that outfit was so cool swag yeah, was so beautiful for real even like her band too i loved her performance yeah, I was and her man on the yeah. keyboard his oh my God. outfit was so good too oh yeah and he was doing like two things at once too yeah for real that was so three. cute. He was singing on the keyboard and playing like the saxophone at some point. He was a, oh, he was doing yeah. it all. Yeah, and I loved Great like quadruple threat. It was so beautiful on stage, like when she's singing about love and all this stuff. Like she's literally looking at her man. I thought that was so cute. Too sweet. And just the way that she was shouting out like the rest of her band, you know, like because that goes back to what she was saying in the interview, like how she loves the artists in her life and how they're so talented. Like she, she just kept giving everybody in the band like shout outs and giving them their little like solos. That was so beautiful. I love. Yeah, she get, definitely gave them their flowers. That's definitely something that I haven't seen from many artists in the way that she did it explicitly. You know, shouting them out fully. You know, giving them their moment of shining and giving them actual credit for like their production or their their piece in the performance or in the songs i love that well this is the end of our conversation on how some of the musical acts throughout pitchfork went this year and this also wraps up our first hour of yolo pitchfork 2022 recap but we'll be back with the second half hour of much more music and talking about food and vendors throughout the event and then our final thoughts on pitchfork 2022 up next, we'll listen to a song by Mitski, who was the Saturday headliner. And don't forget that you're listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin' Radio. And none of y'all 
y'all matter. Money all on me, I'm feeling real flatter. Walking the bitch straight dripping like I was trying to get to the toilet, but I couldn't hold bladder. First class on me when I'm not on the chat. All the white folks keep breaking their neck. They trying to see if I'm black in the thread, but I'm covered in green. They like, look, it's trap. Pay tell us my And we are back. You're listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio, broadcasting from the comfort of our homes. This is our YOLO Pitchfork 2022 recap show, and you just heard Cupcake, who was one of the artists that played on Saturday at Pitchfork Music Fest. And now we're going to get into one of our final discussions, talking all about the food and vendors that occurred throughout the weekend of the festival. Another really cool thing that I saw that Pitchfork put together that I hadn't seen organized in such a way at other fests. I know Rito Fest has done the vendings before, but not in the way that Pitchfork did like their whole collab with the Renegade Fair. I thought that it was put together so well with, you know, the record section and then the jewelry section and the clothing and like it was all put together so well and they're like in the in the court that the vendors had and even we got you know funded by yolo shout out to yolo thank you so much vanessa for making that bag and yes. for funding us there was a person there that was taking polaroids but they were taking they were capturing your aura in the photo and so the aura would present itself in like the different colors that were around you so it'd be like a rainbow cloud of color around you and it'd be like it came with a pamphlet that said blue represent, you know, I don't know um, how much you think or like red is your creativity or, you know, whatever it did, whatever it said. Um, yeah. I, that was so cool to get our aura photographed like that. And one th- and a lot of all of the YOLO people that were there did get their aura taken. And it was so interesting to see that like all of the radio crew got all the same colors, like in the same yeah. like Ew. pattern. Yeah, like each crew kind of like had similar colors together. Yeah, that was cute. I loved it so much. I just like those little things with energy and like aura and yeah. I did try to get an interview with the lady that was putting together the um, the auras, but they had a busy line. They were booked and busy, so um, I wasn't able to speak with her. But like all the people that had spoken with her and spoken to me were telling me how much of like kind of how nerded out she was about like this whole topic of like auras and the deeper meaning behind it and how you can like examine further your aura and what it means. I will say this pamphlet, you know, it'll be like, oh, blue and have like 70 different adjectives. And so it's like, okay, how like is is how how realistic are we getting here? Or is it just like real broad that like, oh my God, that's so me. But like in reality, it's like each color is like, Oh, has like 80 all, different characters. all the colors mean creative yeah. Like. yeah for real i was thinking that too <laughs> but either way it's still a cute photo that costs 40 dollars. yeah and i'd be eating it up yeah. anyways they'd be telling me i'm creative i believe it <laughs> so true they're nice pictures like and they got us good with that the angle was good yeah we all came out good well, my bun was hidden a little bit in the background. It didn't make me look a little ball headed. But um, either you way, should hit it with a backlight or something. Yeah, it's okay. It's still slay. It's still slay. It's still slay. And as for the food, like you said, <laughs> I low key starved myself. Like it didn't, <laughs> the time, the whole day flew by, and like I realized that I had been surviving off of like cheese curds. Yeah, I really me too. didn't eat. <laughs> the pitchfork was actually the first time I've ever had a cheese curd. Like, I didn't even know what that was until... Really? Oh, yeah, I remember. You were like, what is a cheese curd? What is this? What in the Wisconsin? What in the Midwest? (laughs) Yeah, it was was really interesting. Deep fried cheese. Can't really go wrong with that. Unless you're lactose intolerant. You could go wrong with that. Ooh, and I remember the the night of Mitski, um, I had left the set like one song early uh, and went to go buy a snack at the vending while everyone was still watching Mitski. And I literally scored, they were selling Connie's pizza there for like $9. I scored an entire box for $10 because they just wanted to get rid of it. I was like, wow, what a beautiful moment for me. Um, For real, the universe came in clutch in that moment. No, for real. And at the end of the night, I like texted my yolo friends and was like hey y'all i got food and we all ate ten dollar pizza and some guy walked up to us and like almost took a slice and we were like oh no no. yo how about that how about the naked dude (laughs) yeah can you regale us with that story because that was during mitski right 
That was a really traumatizing moment. Um... <laughs> yeah, tell us about that. Okay. Uh, we're <laughs> Thank you. Literally right, be- right before Mitzi <laughs> went on, there was a naked man running through the crowd in broad daylight. <laughs> Every crack and crevice and cranny <laughs> was exposed. What went, What was going on through your head? Like, what was I your was first reaction? Really like, this middle-aged white man has so much privilege and is so high right now that, like, I don't even know what to think. <laughs> Just, I, I pray for, for those people in the crowd that have to deal with that. I, I tried walking the other way and literally... He, he was walking my direction, but like he did pass me. But at some point we were like five feet away and I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to throw some hands. <laughs> but luckily none of that happened. Um, and I just remember seeing the security, like looking so panicked, um, trying to find that man. They were running. I was like, oh, I feel bad for y'all. Uh, and then me and Nayeli went onto Twitter later that night and looked up Pitchfork Naked Man. Um, and we only found two people that also experienced that with us so hashtag naked men at pitchfork oh yeah yeah like a bigfoot picture yeah what else we got here what's the same and different about this versus other fests we kind of touched on that mm-hmm. like i think the, the big draw is just yeah vendors definitely you get something i feel like that was a lot more local right renegade craft fair is a thing that happens here in chicago yeah um, I will say the staff, I feel like the Pitchfork crew definitely catered more to like the audience and their needs, especially after, you know, a lot of festival culture that's happened in the past like year or two with the pandemic and with a lot of other situations that happened. It was definitely like trying to get the best and safest experience for the audience members there. Like there was tons of free water everywhere. They were handing out free water bottles everywhere which was so like unlike any other fest that I've seen um, and so cool. There was like water bottle stations to fill up, medics everywhere. Um, it was just um, really cool to see like the accessibility there. We didn't even talk about the roots actually. Did y'all stay for that or not? Oh, I did. You did? I did not, but I would like to hear about show. it. I don't know. I was so distracted. I was like dancing all night. I heard Hannibal Burris was there. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. he was actually from he was at the Silver Room block party like the same the same uh day I think or or the day before. Which is kinda crazy. Like that was another festival just going on yeah. somewhere else in the city and come you know, to come here and play with the roots. That sounds sounds amazing. It was really funny to see like all the young suburban kids that came out for like Earl Sweatshirt leave. And like the crowd the crowd just thinned out that night to like all the older people that like just wanted to wanted to stay for the roots. So Hanan and Vanessa were there. Um yeah, shout out Whitney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whitney bro. <laughs> Living the best time of their life. Hey. And yeah, that was our pitchfork experience. Any other final thoughts, y'all? If y'all wanna bring us again. Yeah, I had so much fun. It was it was nice. I really did. <laughs> like I, I had never, so much fun. I've never blast. been to Pitchfork ever. It was so cool to just see so many cool artists. Um, speak with Gaina, see the performances, uh, see the vendors. You know, um, it was cool. Oh, something that I thought was interesting for like festivals that I've been to was that the stages were pretty close together. Maybe I'm tripping, but I swear other festivals I've been to, the stages were not that close together. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. that was an interesting thing to notice, but it was cool. Yeah, it was yeah. a really accessible back and forth. Yeah. For like your own personalized catalog of like, who do you want to see at what point of the night? Yeah. Yo, is it just me or were, were we like the only people wearing masks out there? Like, I don't know. I know it's like how many years after, you know? But I still get nervous at, at like you know a festival or like public space. Like girl with those dirty naked men, uh, I'm wearing I'm wearing triple mask. <laughs> I'm not breathing the same air. All right, <laughs> we're not breathing in that air. And actually, for some um, performances, like to photograph, you had to have your mask. Like the band requested it. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. So that yeah, that was something interesting too because you are really close to them when you're photographing. So I have a question for y'all: Who would you want to see? headline pitchfork 
definitely some more like electronic, experimental, international artists. I'd love to see more of that. I love Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> I would love to see her live. So, you know, I hope, you know, maybe I'll see her at Pitchfork or one day. True. That'd be a dope headliner, Megan. Yeah. And also some more like international artists that speak other languages. It was a lot of English. Um, yeah. So it was cool to see people like Erica and Senya. Rubinos, yeah. Shout out to her. I should have. Nah, I'm not going to say that. Take this out. Cut this. You should have not just bought a shirt, but also <laughs> went to enjoy the show. It was the same as No Name. I'm like, Senya would come back. I don't know if No Name. Senya was dope. Senya was an awesome performance. And it it, it, uh, it rained during that one, too. Oh, Oh, dang. Hey, you seen Earl Flesher came out late? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He had his DJ, like, kind of warm up the crowd first. Yeah. I was like, where he at? Boy, nobody want to listen to you. (laughs) But at least the rain stopped. So, you know. Yeah. And you know what? The first song he came out with was was Rain by Sisters with Voices. Actually. Yeah. That was that was kind of cool. But it was like the isolated vocals. So. Yeah. It was actually pretty dope. I want to see Apex Twin. I want to see Apex mm-hmm. Twink. I want to see Apex Twink and Orca. Those would be <laughs> fire people to invite. Slay. I'm a big Orca fan, actually. Some FK Twinks. Yeah. That'd be real dope. <laughs> I want to see Death Grips. Really? You like them? I love them, yeah. Yeah. I've seen them before, but they don't, they don't, they don't play often. Say interesting. Yeah. You hate them? I don't hate them. I just think, just I'm just not into them like that. That's your thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're not bad though. They but... put on a cool show. I like you, but yeah, that crowd is. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's definitely cool to see the different types of artists that go to like these festivals and stuff. And then you see the energy of the crowd because every, you know, every artist has, you know, a certain vibe for their crowd. Like some are more hype, some are more mellow, some are more, you know, crazy. And so that's something that I think would be cool to see, like maybe next year, um, depending on the different genres that they have. Like, I know, I think when we were walking by one of the stages, I have no idea what band it was, but I think there was like a mosh pit or a circle pit or something that I saw. So that was cool because that was the first time I saw that, like, throughout the whole weekend that we were there right um, because literally no. like at the other crowds it was all mellow and stuff and this one oh, was yeah. crazy i would want more yeah like more hardcore stuff like that although yeah. i don't know how i feel about moshing with like i don't want my mask to come off and nothing you know what i mean and you're, and you're <laughs> yeah. deep in the mosh pit you're like oh man and it's outside too right yeah in the mud in the trenches mm-hmm. naked people <laughs> That man escaped the mosh pit. He was right. <laughs> but yeah, that was our weekend. So tiring. So crazy. So Ooh. fun. A great experience. And hopefully one that we can experience next year. Hit us up, Fork. You know our number. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick song break. And we'll be back with our final thoughts. And close out our Pitchfork show. Don't forget that you're listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin' Radio broadcasting from the comfort of our homes. We'll be right back. going to give a few of our final thoughts about Pitchfork and the shows and everything. Any, What would you like to share? I want to thank Pitchfork for inviting us. I want to thank Stephanie for guarding my bag while I went into the stages. I want to thank that tree that we were under when it rained. That was really helpful. Final thoughts. It was really cool, most importantly, to see Cupcake 1. That is like, you know, check off the bucket list but also to be exposed to so many new artists that i'm able to listen to and jam out to and remember like oh pitchfork cute memories oh 
my final thoughts on this uh, event. I'm grateful to have uh, been given this opportunity to go for free. Paying was like the number one thing that kept me from being in here. So I got to give it up. Thanks for all y'all for making that happen. Thank you, YOLO. Thank you, Pitfork. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Have us again. Kayla said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm so grateful for everything. Um, you guys were amazing, actually. Like, I am grateful for you guys. You guys helped prep me and, you know, like, just help me not be nervous for the interview with Kaina. Um, I'm so grateful to have gone to Pitchfork in general. Like I said, I never heard of it, never ever been there until this year. I'm super grateful to have photographed too, because never in my life did I ever think that I would be photographing, you know, like Mitski and Cupcake and Kaina and artists like that. So that was like really, really super cool. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful experience to um, have a Pitchfork and, you know, hope to do it again. Yo, shout out Kayla real quick. Kayla, you were the real MVP. You were out here interviewing and photographing. Thank you. You guys too, you guys too. Great job. Great job, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks to Pitchfork coordinators, Elia, Leslie, and Mark, and the entire Pitchfork and DoorDash team for inviting us and giving us the opportunity to interview. Shout out to y'all, y'all real one. And thank you so much to our listeners today for tuning in and listening on our Pitchfork recap. Hopefully those of y'all that were too broke and couldn't afford, boo-hoo, sorry for you, (laughs) couldn't afford going and attending Pitchfork, you got to get a little bit of the experience from us young journalists. Thank you. Woo! And don't forget that you're listening to What's Up on WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio, broadcasting virtually from the comfort of our homes. My name is Emmanuel. August. Kayla. And this was our Pitchfork 2022 recap show. Thank y'all for listening. And that's the conclusion of our program. Brought to you by the fine folks at... Oh, not you again. No. And y'all, who let her back in? And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed whatever it is you just heard. Heartwarming interviews, tear-jerking stories, magnificent music, and the sound of our voices. Because God knows that this is the best content on the airwaves. Don't forget to follow YOLO on all their social medias at YOLO Kali. And you can find all our audio content on SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Apple Podcasts. We bougie like that. Well, that's it. Bye. See you next Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. for another episode of What's Up? What's Up? What's Up?